Good evening, podcast listeners. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Welcome to the first night edition of Ride Home Sports Talk with your man T. Brown. It's about 10.30 at night. I worked a late shift tonight, worked a double shift, so I couldn't bring you an earlier show. But I'm bringing you the show that's the post-game report, first of its kind, of the Thursday night football game. Welcome to Ride Home Sports Talk. Once again, it's your man T. Brown on the microphone. Hopefully everybody's had a wonderful afternoon, wonderful evening, winding down. By the time you hear this show, it should be Thursday. I don't even know what date it is, but I think it should be Thursday, uh, the 27th, or excuse me, Friday, the 27th. Um, Riding home, nice rainstorm in AZ. Cooled off the night air, and we get right into it. Tonight, it went down. Philly visited Green Bay. Eagles versus Packers. This game, uh, as I always say, I don't know how the Thursday night games will go. I want to hope for a good game. And tonight, we got our first, honest to goodness, great Thursday night game. The matchup was great. Packers came out firing, jumped on the board quick, looked as if they didn't miss a beat, really put Philly on their heels, but Philly showed resilience tonight. The Eagles showed a a level of resilience they possessed in that season. They marched all the way to the Super Bowl and won the championship. They found a way to get it done defensively with a pass rush. They overcame a lot of obstacles. Carson Wentz found his receivers down the field. They had Alshon Jeffrey available for the game, and he took advantage of Alshon Jeffrey's presence. Um, Green Bay made a lot of questionable decisions in the red zone tonight, and I think that ultimately uh, boded them ill will. What, what It can be said that it was very reminiscent of the Seahawks versus Patriots Super Bowl. And we all know what I mean when I say that. If you get down into inside the five-yard line and you refuse, I mean refuse, to run the football, you are asking for trouble. I'm not sure exactly why they abandoned their run game. It was kind of not exactly working well, but you could have stuck with it. Maybe because Philly was responding to Aaron Rodgers' great ability to score touchdowns and responded with touchdown drives of their own. They kind of got away from the run game, which is, for some strange reason, the wrong thing to do for a team to do. You know, it's my philosophy is it's a Thursday game. If you just played on Sunday, the Thursday game, go to your run game first. Let's establish the run. Let's not put our wide receivers in a situation where they can't make anything happen because they're tired or they're beat up or they're mentally not sharp. You know, go to the run game and let the offensive line and the running backs start setting the tone for the game. And that's what Philly did. Philly came out. Man, that offensive line made huge holes for Miles Sanders. Huge holes for Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard ain't had a three-touchdown game in forever. But he managed to run into catch one. Zach Ertz was in the mix a little bit, which was pretty good for Philly. They managed to just pace themselves and and maintain and sustain drives 
in the manner in which they had done so before. They just had a feeling like they didn't want to fall too far behind of the rest of the NFC, and they needed to seize this opportunity to win a win a tough game on the road in a place that's not easy to play in and still win. And that's exactly what Philly did. Philly ended up winning that game by a final score of 34 to 27. Green Bay had two opportunities late in the game to run the ball into the end zone. But they get down to the seven and throw it. They got down into the three previously before that and just gotten away from Aaron Jones. And Aaron Rodgers just made bad calls and, you know, was overthrowing a six, seven Jimmy Graham twice, you know, and it, and, Here's the, here's the kicker. On the first opportunity they missed and turned the ball over on downs, inside their one, maybe two-and-a-half-yard line, they had an opportunity to, to really, really impose their will defensively on Philly. All we've been talking about is how much better and improved Green Bay's defense was. Those idiots weren't sliding around having a good time in this game. I know that. They had their hands full with that run game, and they were getting beat up pushed around and owned on their own field. And that's just what happens with these Thursday night matchups. You don't know who is going to show up, but the team that wants to win it, the, the, the worst, is the one that ends up pulling it off. Philly just had more to lose here. And they, did, they, and they played like it, you know. A lot of injuries, unfortunately. Early in the game, Jamal Williams was knocked out on the helmet-to-helmet hit and uh, was moving around. Had feeling in his extremities, but for the most part, the NFL and all the medical staffs at these stadiums like to take the, the over the over dramatic precaution of, of getting the player off the field safely. That player will ultimately gave us all a thumbs up from the crowd and on the TV screens around the country to let us know he was all right. Uh, and it happened again later on in the game when uh, uh, the cornerback Maddox from Philly I forget his first name. Uh, Maddox runs into his own teammate, Sindeo, and knocked himself out that way. And helmet to helmet on your own teammate caused another situation where the medical staff had to come out to the field, put a guy on a stretcher, and hope, hope to goodness sakes that he's going to be all right. Uh, but this game is violent, man. And uh, tonight was a very good example of how violent it could get. Not too many bad calls. But for the most part, that challenging pass interference in either direction thing is beginning to get irritating to me. Like, it, it, it slows down the game in so many ways. Uh, sometimes it, you can look at it frame by frame and close all you want. If, if they make the call on the field, it takes a seriously drastic uh, gesture or motion or evidence of some type for them to reverse that call on the field. They, they saw it in real time. It's hard for them to see it any differently slowed down. So, you know, coaches kind of pull that flag out of their pocket to just try and see if they can get a lucky call to swing in their favor. I don't really see the value in doing that because you slow down the game's momentum and uh, you take it and just like Philly did, take a timeout for yourself it ultimately didn't didn't harm philly in any direction but let's say green bay is is smart and punches that football in uh, on the ground and ties that game up 
You know, then they've got all the momentum. You don't have any timeouts to get the ball down the field to perhaps kick a game-winning field goal, taking a, a lot of chances with only possibly 20 seconds left on the clock. Had, if I remember correctly, the the where's the time frame of the point in the game when when Philly had their back against the wall, Green Bay was trying to figure out how to punch it in there, and Aaron Rodgers throws into a sea of bodies. The ball pops up and is intercepted by Brandon Graham, and uh, or or yeah, by Brandon Graham, and that was it. Game ball, game over. Carson Wentz takes a knee. 19 seconds left. Eagles escape Lambeau with a victory. Eagles improved to two and two. Green Bay is now three and one, no longer among the ranks of the undefeated, and that's just how that went. You know, you've got, you have got to understand as a coach. I don't care if you're a new head coach, you are an offensive coordinator at some point. You have got to understand the value of your running back late in the game. Matt Lafleur, where were you on this one? Where were you? All you had to do in essence, was run the ball. Okay, he gets stopped. You've got two timeouts left. You mean to tell me you're, you're willing to throw on the on, on the two-yard line? Haven't we, don't we know how this story ends? Ask Russell Wilson how he feels about throwing the football on the two-yard line in a critical must-win game. Oh, he'll sit you down for hours and talk about that. You know, it, it's, they didn't have a Marshawn Lynch style of running back to guarantee he's going to get in there. But I like Aaron Jones' chances getting in the end zone. And he had one touchdown he ran in from the four or five yard line earlier in the evening to give Green Bay the initial lead. So how was Aaron Jones running any differently later on in the game? Did you not want to risk him? Did you not want to put him in a scenario where he could be successful because you lost Jamal Williams earlier in that game? I don't know why the call went in the other direction. I don't know why Matt LaFleur felt comfortable throwing the football in two-yard line late in the game when you got a perfectly good running back that could punch it in. I don't get it, but in hindsight, it always looks like you should have did it one way when you might have saw something different at the time, but... I don't know what you were seeing, man. Like, you know, you, you, I would, I would keep the ball in the hands of my, of my, of my best running back. I would run that in. I would have a fullback do it. I would John Coon it. I would do anything besides what you did, which was try to force the football into Jimmy Graham, and he just couldn't get it done. Football had to be placed at the right point. Jimmy Graham is six seven, so if you're going to throw the football throw the football at its highest point and let the 6'7 guy go up and get it. Maybe come down with it. It's very illogical that Maddox at the time before of his injury could have gotten the leverage or strength to push Jimmy Graham out of bounds as large as of a man as Jimmy Graham is. I don't know what Green Bay was thinking inside the five yard line tonight, but they made a ton of mistakes there. And they, they were successful and scoring touchdowns in the red zone three out of the seven times they were there. But I, I, it begs the question, like, if you were never successful throwing the ball, would you would have stayed with that game plan all night and just avoided Aaron Jones helping you to punch it in? I don't know, man. It just didn't seem like a good call. But alas, Green Bay loses at home, takes their first loss of the season.
I'm pretty sure uh, Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur and all the Packers uh, are feeling very wary about that. Devontae Adams ended up lighting the, lighting the game up. He, I think he received a career-high 180 yards. I think he got one touchdown, if I'm not mistaken, out of all of that, but left the game in the fourth quarter due to a toe injury. And then a couple of guys, I mean, the injuries were showing up at rapid pace tonight, and it just goes to show you, is this Thursday night game really any safer than any other game we would get? Like, I would much rather wait and, and just have that much, and just have that one extra game to watch on Sunday, rather than you hurry up and give me a Thursday night game that I obviously can't seem to wait for for some reason. I guess they saw the market and wanted to just plug in every team every Thursday night, but I don't think this Thursday night football thing is the safest for most or if not all of the NFL players that are playing this game right now. Like they might all much rather a full week of practice, a full week of preparation, a full week of rest and getting right. Some of them suffered injuries as early as uh, on Sunday and had to get thrown right back into action tonight on Thursday. Like it's too much to ask sometimes. So I'm wondering, you know, it, it, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of football, obviously, but if it's at the cost and expense of these players' lives and health health scenarios and circumstances, it can swing in the wrong direction very quickly if a team that just didn't seem quite prepared or just didn't seem to be in the right situation health-wise to go for it on, on, on Thursday night to try to win a game and just totally not be involved in it. The, the rosters of both the Eagles and the Packers suffered quite a bit tonight. And I, I hope in the 10 days they've got off, they can bounce back ready to go for their next opponent. But very good game, though, all the more so. Very good game. I was impressed with uh, Miles Sanders, the young rookie uh, who used to, who backed up Saquon Barkley back at Penn State ran exceptionally well. Uh, their offensive line deserved a lot of credit tonight. They opened up the hole, opened up a ton of holes. Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders got yards in bulk tonight, here and there, uh, and managed to just impose their will on this defensive front of Green Bay that everybody was singing about for the last three weeks. Didn't look too formidable to me. They just Looked overmatched. Looked like they just got outcompeted by a team that just was ready to do, ready, ready to get out the loss column. Just got out muscled by a team that did not want to take another L. And it was in ex ex extremely important for the Eagles to not take another L. And they played like it. So shout out to them. They did well. You know they rose a two and two. You know they. They, they might have gotten that signature road win early in the year they might have needed to sort of set the record straight on who they need to be. And uh, they they went in there, posed their will, they got Alshon Jeffrey back. It always helps to have your big, big target receivers ready to help you out in a game like this. He didn't play Sunday, so was available for this game, uh, and he didn't have to put, you know, the, the game in Nelson Aguilar's hands uh, so that some commentary from Philly's finest would, would take him down. He didn't want to experience that again. Uh, in case y'all missed it, that was a funny story. 
where in Philadelphia a building was or a house was burning down and and men rushed in to save lives and babies you know were tossed out the window and caught uh the guy was like hey you know I caught the baby you know and I, I just you know I had to do what I had to do I made sure I caught wrapped both my hands around the child and and caught them unlike Aguilar <laughs> even in that moment of of extreme drama stress and desperation the Philadelphia faithful still managed to to take a cheap shot on their own local guys for doing something as easily as catching a football like hilarious that was the most Philadelphiaist story I've heard all week and that's exactly what you would expect out of that sports fan loving town out of that sports loved town just hilarious just hilarious but Philly moves on not sure who their next opponent is uh, Green Bay gets 10 days off and await the Cowboys I do know that uh, I saw some things in this game if, if Green Bay is going to call the offensive game plan that they called in that game against Dallas I ain't even scared of Green Bay no more because they are scared to run the football or they not particularly like they do not particularly like to and that's what it takes a lot of times to win in this game is to wear that defense out. You got to run the football, man. Because if you're not doing that and you're relying on your passing game too much, you find yourself keeping time on the clock, obviously. You find yourself breathing life into another team. They're, getting, they're building confidence on defense. But if you just run the football down that team's throat, like Philly did tonight on Green Bay's defense, eventually uh, your will just gets imposed and the Eagles emerged and triumphant in that game. We shall see what happens. Next Thursday, it's Rams and Seahawks. Always a good matchup. Always good to see that NFC West battle between those two and see uh, exactly how good or bad Seattle is on a short week. It's going to be interesting to see that. Seattle takes on Arizona, so they get two back-to-back -back division games uh, right, out, uh, right out of the gate early in the year uh, to set the tone. I think the Rams may have played the nah, Rams haven't played a division title, a division foe yet, so they'll see one next week against their foe, the Seahawks. So a very interesting game. That's tonight's really quick night edition of Ride Home Sports Talk with your man T. Brown, the Thursday night football edition. Uh, tomorrow we will break down some college football games since I went ahead and discussed this one. Y'all take care of yourselves. Have a good night. Slip into your covers and enjoy things. Once again, this is Ride Home Sports Talk with your man T. Brown. Have a wonderful evening. I'll holler at y'all tomorrow. Take care.